I'm just looking at the camera right there. I don't like how this shirt looks at me on camera. What's up, Man Up Nation? I don't, I don't think I can do a good intro. That I was choked pretty on, good, I choked on the last one. And, yeah, but I was talking about my shirt beforehand. Right. What's up, Man Up Nation? It is your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. And I am joined with my co-host, the beautiful, the elegant. Indeed. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Wesley, the, I need a nickname. The Armadillo. The Armadillo, I love it. The Armadillo <laughs> Dunham. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I love that. The Armadillo is <laughs> better than the pit bull that we did on the yeah, last I episode. Couldn't, I couldn't growl like an Armadillo, but I can probably hiss. Did How does an Armadillo growl? I ain't never, I've never really heard, heard an Armadillo. The only time I've ever heard an Armadillo make noise, and I don't remember how what it was, we were driving down the road out in Artesia one day, and it was me and Canyon and Joe. Was I here? Some of these stories, I can't remember if I was there for or not. <laughs> like, I've heard them so many times. I don't, might not even been there when this happened. But Joe saw an armadillo in his drive, parents' driveway one time. And uh, he, his headphones are hot. He went and got this drywall hammer that he kept next to his truck, in the seat <laughs> of his truck. And he pulled the drywall hammer out and he chased this armadillo down. And, you know, drywall hammers are sharp on one end and blunt on the other. Yeah. So he takes the sharp end of the drywall hammer and jams it in the back of this armadillo, <laughs> and it, the hammer gets stuck. So he's running around the yard, getting like getting pulled by this armadillo, trying to get his hammer out, and he can't get his hammer out. And so he's just running around like, like he's got my hammer, he's got my hammer, and you know, eventually got his hammer back out, and I think he got Hansen's disease or whatever, leprosy. And, yeah, they uh, give off a disease or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Hansen's disease. Yeah, yeah. leprosy which is now called Hansen's disease, those oh. that don't know. I learned that when I read The Sanctuary of Outcasts in college. I don't know where I ever heard that from. I just always heard that. I, yeah. I, I think I heard it when I was younger because. Well, I knew that they gave leprosy. I didn't know that Hansen's disease and leprosy were the same thing until I got into college. I didn't know that until just now. Yeah. I never heard of Hansen's disease. Hansen's actually. disease is what they call leprosy now. Man, my neck is killing me for whatever reason. Um, so me and Mark talked last week on, on Wednesday's episode. I wanted to kind of talk to you about this one today. It's kind of a theory that I've been studying slash working on that masculinity and femininity are um, amoral concepts, okay? Mm -hmm. And that toxic masculinity is not a new concept. It's just being redefined, Okay. So when I talk about fem femininity versus masculinity, what this basically comes down to is the concept of how men behaved tribally versus women behaved tribally. That's what feminine worldview versus masculine worldview is. Um, masculine worldview would be um, keep what you kill, take what you can, the, the strong do as they will, the weak do as they must, um, that sort of worldview, which there's some negative things in and there's some positive things in. Feminine worldview is very communal, which mm -hmm. there's some negative things in and there's some positive things in. I believe that in 2021, what's really happening is not a new thing. I think it's an enhanced thing. 
So if you look at like really the fundamentals of morality, the fundamentals of morality just really put parameters primarily on the masculine worldview, the way that men uh, behaved, the way that my dad's calling, the way that men behaved. So like don't take another person's wife. Mm-hmm. Don't steal from people. Don't kill somebody. Don't sh- you know what I mean? Which would have been a common thing to do 12,000 years ago, where if I'm an alpha and you're an alpha and you got three bitches and I got six, I'll kill you and take your three bitches. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. In that, in, in that extreme, in an extreme masculine worldview, there'd be nothing wrong with that. Modern femininity Because you're now, secure in your, your, uh, your life, your line, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all the, for the most part, all of us pretty much are the descendants of alphas. And what separates humans from other animals is alphas are more decided by their intellect, their ability to lead, and things like that than their physical ability. That we are decided by our physical ability, who's the biggest, who's the strongest. But because we're more decided by our intellect and our ability to lead and our ability to communicate, and our willingness to take chances and risks or whatever mm-hmm. and commit violence or whatever, um, then that's why we're weaker than other primates or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're looking at it from like an evolutionary standpoint. Now, if you don't believe in evolution, it's an even easier discussion to have. So typically when I do this, I, I always do it from, the, from using the theory of evolution. Um, if you want to say that God created the world 10,000 years ago, that's fine. But from that wor- worldview, well, then it's super easy. You but mean, most people aren't going to, are not going to meet you halfway on that worldview. Yeah. What, I mean, isn't there like two, there's like two styles of evolution. One, you think we evolved from animals or, or one, you're going to evolve anyway, which is an adaptation, right? Yeah. Natural selection <laughs> versus adaptation. Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Natural selection being the strong survive. Yeah. Which I actually, well, e- either way, either style of evolution, you could say that we came from uh, monkeys or from apes. Either style could, could that argument could be yeah, made. I guess so, yeah. Natural selection, I mean, it's, it, honestly, natural selection is the one that I typically agree with more. I think adaptation is real, and I think natural selection is real to a certain degree. If natural selection is the only form of evolution that is real, though, then we're in a pickle because our brains are f- made for a world two million years ago, not for today, and because the weak no longer die and because the people that don't fit in today's world don't die, there is no natural selection. So our brains are not going to evolve any further. We are what we are. We're never going to get better. We're never going to get necessarily. We'll get better and smarter based on the amount of people on the world, but not based on like our actual brains or our bodies evolving. Right. It'll just stay the same. Yeah, it, I yeah. get that. Yeah. It'll, our brain will, our brain chemistry is going to stay the same. Um, and I think that that is the case. Like when the Bible talks about the flesh, the flesh is your animalistic instinct. Yeah. A lot of what morality is doing is putting parameters around your animalistic instinct. Your prefrontal cortex parameters put on your animalistic instinct. There was a guy actually, um, who was the guy? Um, I can't remember his name. He was he worked on a railroad. Um, let me look it up. Mo, can you look up the guy who 
had a he had a piece of rebar or a metal pipe go through his head and it took out his prefrontal cortex. Damn. Yeah, it was back in the 1800s. He was a railroad worker and he was a very sober, diligent worker, um, loyal, always showed up to work on time. Nobody ever had issues with him, mm-hmm. loyal to his wife, whatever. And then one day at work, there was like an explosion or something, and a piece of metal went through his head and took out his prefrontal cortex. But it was went so fast, and I think the metal was so hot that when it took out his prefrontal cortex, um, he survived. It went all the way through his head, and he survived. But from that day forward, he was an angry, womanizing, uh, what's his name? Phineas Gage. Yeah, history's most famous brain injury survivor. Um, he, he was... Uh, he was a womanizing, violent. His animalist instincts just took over. He, he no longer had the prefrontal cortex and whatever part of the brain that reined that in. So the prefrontal cortex is like a uh, like a governor you're talking about? Somewhat. So, it's, so it it's, it's your conscious out? mind. It's, the, it's when you make a conscious decision and you logically think through a problem, you're using your prefrontal cortex. Okay. You're, you're, you're able to say, okay, I want to cheat on my wife, but I know that that's going to have negative consequences. And I know that these are the reasons I shouldn't do it. And these are the reasons I do want to do it. And these reasons really don't make a lot of logical sense. I know that I want to keep my kids and I want to stay married. I don't want her to take half my stuff, yada, yada, yada. So I'm not going to cheat. Mm-hmm. Or I love my wife and I want to be loyal and, and I want to be moral. And your prefrontal cortex allows that conscious okay. thought to take place. Um, I think that masculinity and femininity have parameters put on them and that are necessary for society to move forward. So society mm-hmm. can't exist if everybody's just killing everybody and taking everybody taking else's everybody's things. Like, yeah. if, 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 if the world is that cutthroat, it's going to be very hard for society to move forward. I think that God put parameters on masculine and feminine identities um, for that reason. And we live in a really interesting time right now where for whatever reason, the gender roles are switching. Yeah. And the brain chemistry, this is the idea behind like red pill thinking, and this is the idea behind um, my worldview. Our brain chemistry isn't changing, though. We still want to be alphas. Right. We still want to be men, and women still want to be women. That's our brain chemistry. Women are happier when they act like women. Mm-hmm. Men are happier when they act like men, by and large. I'm not saying everybody. I think there are outliers. I think there are women who will be happier working in industry working in as a CEO or, or starting a company. I'm not saying those women don't exist. They absolutely do. And I'm not saying there are no men who wouldn't be happy as stay-at-home dads. I'm not saying those men don't exist. I think they probably do. I think they're, when you're talking about 8 billion people, there are definitely people with, that are outliers. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is, is that society pushes people in opposite directions. Typically, um, those people are not very happy. Right. And that's the reason why we have more anxiety, more depression, more suicide. Like we were talking about this last week. Um, Transgender females Mm -hmm. that are transitioning to males are like the highest rate of suicide of anything. I saw something on that a while back talking about the uh, the high rate of suicide for transgenders. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane because you're messing with your body's hormones. Are these – is that – I, di- I didn't read that article, but are these transgenders who have already made the... Typically, they're in... They're in and, and here's the thing. You can do whatever with your willy that you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So let me just go on record that I have a worldview that I may not agree with it. You don't have to agree with me. Right. 
we don't have to agree. Like, it's okay to agree to disagree with somebody. Of course, yeah. I think that's something that the world needs that, to remember. That's what, that's what we're losing. It's okay right, to agree yeah. to disagree. It's okay. I don't think just because I disagree with you that you're evil. Because yeah. you have a more communal worldview than me, that's fine. You have a more feminine worldview. Because right now we live in a very feminine worldview, a very gynocentric worldview. That's one thing that's been going away is like just friendly debates. Like it, You can't have it. Right, yeah. Because now each side, both the right and the left, are pushing their worldview in a way that in order to win people over to their worldview, mm-hmm. they have to pitch it as the other worldview is evil yeah. and must be stopped. And nobody wants a rebuttal. I think they, that the, they want you to take it and accept it. Yeah, I think the big reason that that, that, that is the case is because of the Republican and Democratic parties. Mm-hmm. They need, because I think they're both pieces of shit, mm-hmm. they need the people on their side to believe the other side is demonic or evil or, or hateful. And that's what both of them preach. Both sides preach. If you listen to both sides, they preach that the right are a bunch of racist, homophobic, mm-hmm. um, like hateful people. And the people on the left are um, demonic, like like my parents who are, who, are, who are more conservative than I am. And I'm a, I'll be honest, my worldview has become fairly conservative as, as of late, but I'm still more libertarian. Um I don't think because your worldview is more communal and more feminine, I don't necessarily think that makes you um, evil. Mm-hmm. I just think we disagree. All right, yeah. But there will never be a third party as long as both sides preach that. Because at every single election, this is the most important election ever. Have you noticed that? Oh, every yeah. election, this is the most important election. We yeah. gotta beat Obama. We gotta beat Trump. Yeah, gotta beat decade, Biden. Long, more than the past My decade, it's been life. that way. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like okay, this is the one election because I thought that Hillary versus Trump was going to be the the time that the Libertarian Party could could reach above five percent of the vote and become uh, like a nationally recognized party and be able to participate in debates and such. Um, and it didn't. They still only pulled 3%, yeah. which is what they always pulled. They, they pulled exactly what they always pull. And the re- reason for that was because was the people who weren't super Trump supporters weren't, uh, weren't going to vote for anyone other than Trump mm-hmm. because of the fear that Hillary was going to win. Yeah. The other thing is this. Because we have such a gynocentric and a, such a feminine worldview that's being pushed on us, Everybody's so hungry for Trump. Trump was so masculine. Mm-hmm. He was so like one big thing between the feminine worldview and the masculine worldview is how much you care about what other people think about you. The communalism, like the ultra masculine worldview, would be I don't care what people think about me. I'm gonna go do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm gonna do mine. I'm gonna get mine, secure mine, and right. And then I'll and then I'll then I'll set the standard for what's cool and what's acceptable and not. Yeah. And then the feminine worldview is don't shake the boat. Don't make the alphas angry. We need to survive. Let's all just live together and share everything. Mm-hmm. Like socialism is a very feminine worldview. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's a very gynocentric worldview. Um, ultra the, the extreme form of capitalism would be um, no regulation at all. I take what I want, what I can. You take what you can. Let's see who can amass the most, and whoever gets hurt in the process gets hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be extreme capitalism. Um, and I think there needs to be regulation on that. Yeah. I think there needs to be regulation so that, like, I can't steal from you. I can't do anything that hurts you or harms you on my way up, like, directly. I can't take what's yours. That would be uh, that would be a limitation put on the masculine worldview. Um, 
extreme socialism, however, would be, in my opinion, an example of feminine worldview that needs to be curbed. I think that it's a, I think that it, once you get that far over into the feminine worldview to extreme like communism or socialism, um, I believe that becomes immoral in the same way that I'm just going to take your shit because I'm stronger than you is immoral. You know what I mean? Because they're both amoral, they're both amoral concepts, but morality puts constraints on each. You know what I mean? Yeah. Morality is the, is the earliest constraint and laws would be another, would be another constraint to put like the next generation of constraint. But morality is the first generation that we put on worldviews. This is not acceptable behavior because it's immoral mm-hmm. because there's a higher power that or whatever that, that regulates it. And then that allowed humanity to become what it's become. Right. And so I, I just think that I think we're living in a world right now where I think that a balance between masculine and feminine worldview is what makes the world push forward. But the problem is, is that we're pushing masculine got, worldview to women, and you fit, got people trying to offset the balance right. to the opposite and side, and we're going very far. Right. So let's look yeah. up what toxic masculinity is. Mo, can we look up like definition of toxic masculinity? Because I would say that killing someone in order to take their stuff would be an example of toxic masculinity, technically, yep. because that'd be a masculine worldview um, where I can take what I can. And you think there, you think there will be any time soon where there will be a to get this balance set or back to I where think it may take a collapse you think i think it may take some really bad stuff happening i hope not i really hope that my worldview and and like people who are so like andrew tate we talked about him last week um i don't like andrew tate i just i don't i don't like trump either i don't find either one of those people likable mm-hmm. i just i just don't i don't agree with everything that he says i don't disagree a lot of what he says is kind of true though it's like me with most politics like Actually, all politicians like I. I don't really care for them. I just like a handful of stuff that they. Right, you like, want, and I'm, I'm some I, of what they say. Yeah. and yeah. I, 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 let's pull this up. Let's pull toxic masculinity. We're gonna read kind of examples of what toxic masculinity. I can't read that from here. I don't know if you think I can. I still can't read that from here. All right, definitions: a set of attitudes and ways behaving stereotypically associated or expected of men regarded as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole. And this is where we disagree. I think that a lot of, um, so let's look at examples. I want to see examples. So I, I kind of know the, um, you just go down to the next people. People always say, what is an example of toxic masculinity? The first one. Yeah. Uh, telling boys to man up. <laughs> <laughs> when they feel upset or justifying abusive and inappropriate behavior when phrasing boys will be boys. Okay, let's define abusive and inappropriate behavior. That's very, very vague. There are times that boys, you know, shouldn't just be boys. Um, let's keep reading. Uh, toxic masculinity can be defined as the need to aggressively compete and dominate others and encompasses the most problematic proclivities in men. See, this is exactly what I mean. It's natural proclivities that they're trying to rein in in men. Men are competitive. And what you have to remember is this. The world is competitive. Right. We so live to, so, in a competitive world. So we don't see it as toxic because that's... Because this is the real right, world. Yeah, yeah. We're viewing it through the lens of men who know... I tell my son this all the time. Here's the thing, son. The world doesn't give a shit. They don't care. Correct. The world doesn't care about your feelings. The world only cares if you produce or not. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I care. 
I care about your feelings, yeah. but the world doesn't. Right. Your wife might care. Your mom cares, but the world doesn't care. And here's the thing. Your wife might not care either. Not at the end of the day. Because if you're not producing and you can't provide for your family and you're not doing the things you need to do, guess what? Your wife's going to leave you. And she should. Yep. Because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> let's look at it. Let's see. Let's see signs of toxic masculinity. That might be better. Violence. I would agree with that. But here's the thing. You can't, you can't, you can't put a lot of these things. A lot of these things are just being an asshole. But violence. What is violence? That's what it, violence in what? You can't say all violence is toxic. There's a right. time and a place to be violent. I would say that's like un, un um, uh, aggression again. On uh, are we talking on the football field? Are we talking like towards your wife? Like bully and harassment. I agree with that. That's bully toxic. And harassment. I do agree. Yeah, with homophobia. You. I don't think you should be homophobic. Misogyny. What does that mean? But again, you shouldn't be misogynist. Refusing to seek help when struggling mentally or physically. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, men. Let me tell you something, boys watching at home. Um, I do think you should seek help when you need it. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the thing, though. The real world doesn't give a shit. Be careful who you open up to. Yep. Be careful who you go and talk to about things. And I'm going to be honest. Be careful talking to your wife about things. Because some women mm-hmm. can hold you up. Some women are going to tear you down. And some women can't handle it. Some, some women can. Yeah, there's some things only... Men to men can, can that you need to keep yeah, between yeah. you need to keep between you and your brothers, yeah. and then you need to be careful the men you call brothers. You need to be careful the men you keep in your circle because not everybody's on your team, bro. I agree. Most people are not on your team, and you start opening up about all this bullshit that you got going on. Guess what? We all got shit going on, and I've opened up to you about oh, things yeah. and Mo and and I've I've talked to you guys. But here's the thing: self reliance is an important quality to have as a man. You need to be reliant yeah. on self. Here's the thing, okay, we say it's toxic in men, but what do we encourage in women? Be independent. You don't need no man. Be independent. Be, be a bad bitch. Go, go get yours. Don't depend on anybody else. Well, I think those you're are teaching the, the masculine worldview to women, yeah. but you're telling men, don't, don't, if you're struggling, you need to rely on others. Yeah. So you're those teaching are the men ones to be women. In the spectrum. Those exactly. Are the ones trying to, yeah. You're bending the spectrum. That's exactly right. And they're trying to take it the opposite way. And, and those are the ones that are, I guess, pull corrupted. Up, pull that back up, Mo. Toxic masculinity, again. Um, I don't agree. Like I said, I'm, I'm with you. Bullying harassment, I agree with that one. Engaging in risky behavior that might cause harm to oneself or others. Once again, that's really vague. We get in cages and fight. Yeah. That's a risky behavior that could cause harm to me and others. You know what I mean? Engaging I like in unhealthy first- behavior like smoking and drinking. How is smoking? I mean, I don't understand how smoking and drinking can be toxic, mass, toxic masculine behavior. Somebody trying to. Um, let's look at let's look at eight signs of toxic masculinity from drivethrough.com. So this is eight signs of toxic masculinity. This is just, I mean, we're just um, let's keep scrolling down. We are we already read all that. Uh, what is positive masculinity? Let's look at positive. So what counts as positive masculinity? There are many examples. Uh, a 2013 paper in the Journal of Counseling and Development looks at positive perspective on masculinity to counsel men rather than focusing on negative things that should change see toxic masculinity that's what we're looking at the study suggests that mental health professionals encourage positive traits that are already present in western masculinity this includes desire to provide for loved ones which is you know form forming groups which is actually feminine uh worldview which is a good thing 
We need that. We need to form tribes. Like that's the number one thing I think we're missing is tribes, but that's actually feminine. Fit women are more social and better at forming tribes than men. They just are helping others, not necessarily masculine. Again, that's we, we like to help others, but men typically want to help women and children. Women kind of want to help everybody. Engaging in enthusiastic fatherhood, that's good. Self-reliance, but asking help when needed. I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many other great things. So that's positive masculinity. Um, it can be empathetic, emotionally intelligent, fun, and supportive of those around you. Those aren't necessarily, those are traits of Western men, but not necessarily masculine traits. Um, again, though, I think that toxic masculinity is just trying, so the original spectrum of toxic masculinity or masculinity that was unacceptable is don't hurt people, don't be violent toward people, and I agree with those things, as, yeah. long, as, long, as, as long as it's not necessary. Um, I think they're just trying to move the spectrum back. I think they're just trying to inch the spectrum back away from truly masculine men. And um, well, that's they, why I feel like those first two could be misleading, violence and aggression, because to be masculine, you need to be violent. violent. You need to be able and to be violent. You need aggression, not only just aggression. That, that could be mistaken for um, you need to be aggressive towards the, the way you care for your family. You need to be aggressive towards the way you uh, provide for your family. Yeah, so, I don't I mean, know. That, I, I don't think that's what you're talking about. I know, but I mean, if you just put violence and aggressive as the first right. two, then, I there's mean, a time and a place. There's exactly, a time and a place. Saying, yeah. There's a time and a place to be aggressive. There's a yeah. time and a place to be violent. Let me tell you something. If you're not capable of violence, you're then you're then you're not. You're just a docile bitch. You're yeah. not moral. You don't fall in a moral spectrum. If well, if you weren't capable of violence uh, 200 years ago, then you weren't able to provide meat for your family. I mean, yeah. you weren't able to protect your family. Right. Or or, th- or let's say 200 years ago, let's say 2,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Let's say let's say 8,000 years ago or 6,000 years ago. But see, if ago, you just you see know? the word violence, then you got that handful of people that are trying to bend this spectrum say, well, oh, he's going to go out and club somebody just on the street. I, honestly, what I think that it is is um, super masculine men are hard to control. We don't do well as sheeple. super masculine men are not controllable men they're not people that are just going to bend to the will of the government they're not people that are just going to give up their guns they're not people that are going to give up their right to free speech they're not they're not because a lot of people in the modern world you want to do away with free speech because they want to do away with hate speech let me tell you the problem with doing away with hate speech who gets to define what's hate speech Mm -hmm. it's the same reason why i have a problem with just putting and and this may be a good conversation for me and you to have is the reason I have a problem with putting uh, people who are Islamic on the no fly list. I, I actually have a problem with Islamophobia for this reason. Oh, yeah. And the reason is, is because they're the unpopular people right now. But what happens when those people are the Christians or the, or me? So yeah. I'm going to fight hard to protect the rights of Islamic people yeah. because I know that it's a matter of time before my worldview is now that worldview, that yeah. toxic violent worldview they're going to look at me the same way that america looks at people who are islamic it's a matter of time it will happen yeah because the tables can always turn they can turn at any minute this is the reason why i'm for to a degree separation of church and state Mm -hmm. i believe that's a good thing to a degree now i don't believe that the government i don't believe the government should stop anyone from worshiping how they see fit as long as it doesn't affect anybody else and the reason for that is is because it's going to be a matter of time before I'm no longer the majority in my religion. Yeah. It could happen. It could happen tomorrow. It it could it could happen to where being a Christian is illegal. It could happen where being a Christian uh puts me. That's the reason why when Donald Trump I mean it's already happening in parts of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When Donald Trump and Barack Obama talked about uh putting people on lists so they can't buy guns. Absolutely not. 
I am, I am so against that. I don't care what their issues are. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if they're Islamic. I don't care if whatever. If they have not been tried by a jury of their peers and convicted, then I don't believe their right to bear arms should be infringed, even if I yeah. disagree with them. I don't care if they're Antifa. I don't care. Their rights are more important than my comfortability. Their rights are yeah. more important than me knowing that I'm safe. Yeah, I agree with that because you could be in that, them shoes, those shoes. Because those shoes could be reversed any day. Yep. I, could be, I could be in their, their position any day. So yep. what makes America great, what makes America what it is, is we stand up for the rights of everybody even when it's not popular and even when, or we should, what I think America should stand for is we stand up for the rights of people that we don't agree with. We stand up for the rights of people that we hate. We stand up for the individual liberty of people that um, no one else is doing. It's the reason why I always, when I vote, I vote for the side of, of individual liberty. And the reason I do that is because America, in my opinion, is the final frontier of individual liberty. There is no other place in the world that puts individual yeah. liberty on a pedestal the way that America does. It seems like it, yeah. There's, there, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, if you want to get on Google and you want to write an article about how all masculinity is toxic, femininity is the only way to do things because of ultimate communalism, socialism is the only way a government should be ran, and you want to publish that article, you have the right to do so. Yeah, exactly. You should be able to do that because you. we live in America, which is the land of the free, the home of the brave, not the, not the land of the most prosperous. I don't, I don't believe that prosperity trumps freedom. Freedom trumps prosperity every time. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that socialism is a more prosperous way for us to do things, I don't give a shit. I don't think so. I disagree with you, but that doesn't matter. Even if you could sit down and prove to me that socialism would improve the lives of Americans if we were to switch to it, I would not change my viewpoint because I prioritize freedom. And I believe that people died for that freedom. I believe that um, that's what our military is fighting for, even when I think they may be in situations that that's not actually what they're fighting for. I believe that that's the – I believe that's what – they're there for, even if that's not always what they're actually there for, if that makes sense. Well, at least knowing that that's the mindset of most that's of them. That's the mindset. That's, that's the reason. When, when people join the military and fight for, the, for America, they're doing it because they believe that they're fighting yep. for the individual liberties of us and people abroad. Yep. Now, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the foreign conflicts that we've been involved in, but. I don't neither, but as long as people keep volunteering to, to join the military with that mindset, and you still have people keep, keep uh Volunteering, saying I'm fighting for you know freedom and individual liberties. Yeah. It, I think it'll. I support the troops. I don't necessarily support who's in charge of the troops. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Like I don't agree with. And honestly, as I've aged and I've started to see kind of the world for what it is, and I've become less idealistic and more realistic. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of the Middle Eastern conflicts that we're involved in. While I don't believe we're necessarily fighting for our freedom in all of them, mm -hmm. I do think that we're keeping our economy from collapsing. I think yeah. our control of Middle Eastern oil prop helps, and us being involved in conflict mm -hmm. helps prop up our economy. I think that if we were to completely pull out, I think it would cause a recession or a Great Depression that I don't know that we'd pull out of. Yeah, That's just my—I don't know that. I think that's the reason we're stuck. I think that's why— 
we can't we can't stop. I think that if we I think if we were to stop, but and it's hard to. And another thing I'll never do, and I know you're a veteran. Thank you for your service, by the way. Mm, um, I will never argue with a veteran over this. So if you were to be like, mm-hmm. I disagree with you, I wouldn't argue with you. No, and that's what, uh, a lot of the stuff over the past because it's been it's been 20 years since I was in. Over the past decade, though, like you learn a lot more, you know. So a lot of my past couple years has uh, have been like confusion on some things. But like what? Like like you saying like you're not quite sure. Um, you know, if we should have been over there or why we're there or what the reasons were. But you know that most of the people that are troops are in to protect, you know, that's why you, you join the military is because I want to preserve the freedom of the United States and right. protect everybody's individual liberties. But why are we going to these certain spots and yeah, this and yeah. that? But they tell you at one point in time, but looking back 20 years later, I'm like, man, was that? Yeah. Was I think that that's right a thing? dangerous thing, place to be. I think that it's important that people, if you did some things that might, like, I think violence is the way of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of troops need that. They need to feel yeah. that way. Because how do you live with yourself if you were in a tank rolling through downtown Baghdad and a mm-hmm. kid run out in front of you and you know you're not supposed to stop and you had to run that child over mm-hmm. and then you were to go home and you were to discover that you weren't really fighting for the freedom. Oh, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now you have to live with that. You yeah. killed a kid over oil, propping yeah. up the economy. No, you need to believe that. And so I'll never argue it. Yeah. I'll never argue that with a, with a, with a soldier because, like, if you believe that you were over there fighting for that and your friends died and then you had to come home and cope with that's not really something you had to be over there doing and your friends died for mm-hmm. a rich man's oil and to prop up the U.S. economy, that'd be a lot tougher thing to wrap your head around. But if you can, like, wrap yourself up in that, like, I did what I had to do, I yeah. fought for the man next to me, and I was helping preserve the freedom of our country, like, why – why take that away from them? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, why? Why take that away from them? I see that. Yeah, I get it. You know, like, I just, I just don't see a reason to to become to like mess their head up even more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why people have more PTSD and things now because I think in like World War II, I think it messed people up, but I think that they could rationalize it. Yeah. Like we were in trouble, but yeah. soldiers that came home from Vietnam had a harder time rationalizing that to themselves. They were unwilling. They were drafted to a war that they didn't believe that they needed to be involved in. They didn't believe yeah. they had anything to do. They were just trying to stop communism, mm-hmm. which is now at our doorstep here. And didn't want to be there. And then got home and wasn't welcomed. Right. Yeah. And then they were hated. Like, yeah. And that's the reason why I will never take that. I'll never take it out on the troops because, dude, you, you can never see beyond your perspective. Mm-hmm. You can't see beyond what you can see. And that's a hard thing for people to understand. And that's something for people all over the world need to understand. You can't see beyond your perspective. So if you don't yeah. understand the worldview that other someone else is trying to explain, it's because you don't see it from their perspective. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I have my perspective, but I can't see it from everybody else's perspective. I can't see what they can see. Mm-hmm. You know. So somebody like you who went over there and put your life on the line and were injured and fault and you know i don't know what all you went through i know it was probably a lot i can't see the world from that perspective because i never did that i didn't i didn't i didn't fight overseas i was never in the military yeah you know i came along later by the time i came along obama was in office the war was pretty much over it was just kind of an occupation at that point um i didn't personally from my perceived worldview i didn't believe that i would have been over there fighting for freedom Mm -hmm. um so i didn't join i did talk about joining and i you know i talked to a recruiter too but 
ultimately, especially with some of my injuries and stuff, it just wasn't for me. But uh, what time do you need to leave today? That was it. Let me okay. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get your perspective on it. You know. Yeah, I um, I agree with most of that. Like, I, I do feel like that there's a uh, like a force pushing both masculinity and femininity to the opposite sides. But I, I feel like if we can get that back, but I'm, that's why I was asking a while ago. I don't know how long it'll be before I think. I think, if you think it takes a collapse, and I think the Western civilization will have to collapse for it to fully come back. Yeah, but I agree with most of that. Feminine worldview flourishes in in worlds of abundance. Yeah. So, I think I believe that that's when feminine worldview goes too far. Mm-hmm. I think we saw it with the Roman Empire. We saw it in the Greek Empire. Um, I think we've seen it through in Europe several times, where abundance will flourish, and now all mm-hmm. of a sudden you don't need alpha males anymore the government is trying in the united states of america i believe and in the world right now i believe that the government is trying to take the role of the alpha male when you when someone attacks your family what do they want you to do rely on them yeah anything if someone's trying to attack your homeland rely on the government don't go do anything yourself yeah rely on the government or we can join the military and be subservient to them Mm -hmm. and then go handle it because it is too big for one person to handle now um if uh, if a woman can't pay her bills, yeah, rely on the government. Don't go find a man. You you can rely on the government. You can you can get Section Eight. You can, and I'm not saying those things are necessarily bad things. I'm just saying that the government is trying to take the place of men of everything in the yeah. modern world. The, the government wants to outdate men, and it will be easier to do that if men are extremely beta and or extremely feminine. And that's yeah. what that's the world that we live in. In a, in a world where if you are a male, they want you to be beta or delta. And if you're, and then women, I think I think that the world is pushing men to be more feminine, and the as a result, women are becoming more ma- more beta masculine. Mm-hmm. I think it's women are starving for masculinity, and so they're becoming masculine. We're, look at cultures where. Men are not in the home. Women are way more masculine. They yeah. get in fights. They sleep around more. They're more promiscuous. They're um, they're that there's more of a bad bitch attitude. Yeah. Um, and then they're taking that. It's a necessity. It's masculinity a necessity. and guilt tripping you into thinking it's toxic and all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But really, women need it. In my oh, yeah, opinion, of course. Yeah. Women need a masculine man in their life so that they can be feminine. Women need masculinity to be feminine, in my opinion. And men need femininity to feel masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's what makes marriage work. I think marriage is a balance. I think, and hey, if you have a super masculine woman and a super feminine man, and that's just who they are, can that marriage work? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think that the sex may not be great, though. <laughs> just in my opinion, I, I don't think the sex is going to be good. I think, it's and, I'll, and I'll tell you, and this is just my personal experience, I have seen several cases of men who are stay-at-home parents, uh-huh. and the mother, the wife, is the breadwinner, and they become sexless. Really? Because about the balance, common, yeah, because shifted. women are sexually attracted yep. to alphas, yep, and, or betas, you know. And I actually I have one more thing that I want to say, and I want to talk about this with Mark when he comes on next time. I have a new theory that is going to run contrary to most masculine thinking people. Do you believe that the expression of emotion in males is alpha or beta? I would say alpha. Why? Because when you're alpha, you you don't care what other 
Exactly. Yep. A man expressing how he feels to a female if about that yeah. female yeah. is an alpha. It's beta to not. Right, yeah. I feel the same way. And this, let me explain to you the reason why. I take everything back to tribal hierarchy. Men are hierarchical. Mm-hmm. Alpha is number one. Beta is number two. Oftentimes in, those, in tribes, alphas had most of the women. Betas had some. Deltas had none. Omegas didn't survive. Okay? But the women were promiscuous. Mm-hmm. So, the, like, the alphas, like, the, this, the alpha may have 15 wives. And some of those wives are probably having sex with some of those betas who don't have any wives or whatever. It probably happens. Mm-hmm. So, why, what pushes men, what would, why would a man, what, which man, man in this hierarchy would not want to show his affection toward the woman? The one who's not supposed to be sleeping with her. Yeah. The one who's scared of the alpha. Yeah. The one who doesn't want the alpha to kill him for sleeping with his girl or sleeping with a girl that the alpha likes. Not showing affection is a fear thing instilled in us so that the alpha doesn't kill us. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Your, your ability to show a woman affection is alpha because I don't give a fuck yeah. what you think. I'm I'm sh- this I'm is gonna, my woman. That's it, yeah. I, get that. I, I get to do what I want. Yep. You do what you must. I do what I want because I'm the alpha. Yep. So if you're a man who has trouble, like me, I have trouble showing affection. But if you're a man who has trouble showing affection to your woman, just remember that's some beta shit. Mm-hmm. Alphas don't have trouble showing affection to their women because that's their woman. Yep. She's mine. Yep. Okay, I can show her affection all I want. Yeah, I agree with that. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up on that one. Maybe we can turn that into a sound bite and... Uh, but that's it, that runs contrary to the modern red pill thinking of of ask mask because mm-hmm. feminine expresses their the way they feel masculine don't I disagree with that alphas express how they feel alphas speak up alphas say what they mean Donald Trump is an alpha you may hate Donald Trump I don't particularly like Donald Trump <laughs> to be honest with you that's what I was saying earlier but like, he is you an don't alpha have to like him but some of their he stuff, is an yeah. alpha oh yeah hundred percent for for better or worse because there's some downsides to being an alpha. Typically, alphas have to be have to have to be very disciplined and not be promiscuous. For instance, in my opinion, yeah. as a man, be an alpha, but have it under control. Mm-hmm. Be capable to sleep with multiple women. Be capable of great violence. Be capable of 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 a lot of things, but particularly the two I'm going to talk about. Be be capable of promiscuity. Be capable of of violence. And then have those two things under control. And usually that's a, that's a learning process. You have to learn to not be promiscuous. And you have to learn to not just beat the shit out of people when they look at you wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the equation to secure your, your path to yeah. your lifeline. Yeah. And if, you, if you're an alpha or your bloodline that other people want to have sex with, that means your wife will still want to have sex with you. Yeah. If you're capable of violence, then you're moral, then you are moral when you don't commit it. If somebody tries to start a fight with me and I don't fight them, I can say with full confidence that, like, if I'm out on the street, that I was taking the moral high ground when I didn't beat them within an inch of their life or take their life. Because mm-hmm. I could have. But probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't be nervous or scared, but. Or at the same time, the seeds that you did plant to, to grow, you'd be able to protect them. Right. Yeah. You sh- you, you'll be able to, yeah. but you don't when it's not necessary right. to commit violence. Anyway, yeah. we'll wrap it up right there, guys. Thank you guys so much. For tuning in for another episode of Man Up Podcast or The Man Up Podcast. Thank you guys. This was episode 90 
90 episodes. We closing in on 100, baby. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace.